All right, everyone, welcome back to Lead Your Tribe. Very excited with my great mate and good host, Kyle Wood. How are you today? Uh, good, thanks, Dale. I'm excited to chat about today's topic. Yes, and I forgot to say who I am. My name is Dale Solomon, if you just <laughs> joined in there. And, Kyle, very exciting because I think this is relevant for every industry and, you know, um, personal branding, businesses, anyone. But today we're going to talk about three keys to getting your brand noticed. And um, there's a lot of different ways out there to do it. But I think what we've done today is we've found the three that have worked really well for us. And what we also, when we look at brands and, and the people we follow, I think um, these are, you know, the key factors that we look in other people's sort of websites, brands, their yeah. posts, everything like that. Yeah, and we've tried to focus on like the broad sort of picture for each key. We'll go into some specific details, but we've kept it broad so that you can go, hopefully there's like a few different options for each key that, that suits you because we know everyone's different and you know, different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and as, as you know, Dale and I, while sharing the same values, we're different as well. So, we can yeah. each share with you some different ways that using the same philosophy, we've been able to grow um, our brand with different sort of strategies and tactics. Yeah, definitely is. And and I think, again, with having different businesses, one of the things, and this is something I've been told, and I know there's so many books on this, Kyle, and uh, so many podcasts, and it's so powerful, but um, telling a story and building a story around your brand. And a lot of time, if if your tribe is about you and what you do, then that story might be about your journey and how you're why you fell into what you're doing or why you're doing it to solve a problem or the passion or anything like that. So um, telling a story for me is crucial. And I know I speak about this a lot that the only books I'll read now are sort of autobiographies or where people are telling their story because that's how I learned. But um, Mm. telling a good story is something that you really need to invest, I feel, um, quite heavily in. I remember when I was starting out, Kyle, that – I thought, oh, yeah, story, that's pretty simple and you could just do a little paragraph about yourself or whatever, but that doesn't hook people in. And it's not always about hooking people in, but how do people relate to you? And if, if your story is vague and it doesn't really explain everything about you, then do you know what I mean? You, you're not really opening up to those people to allow them into your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, such a hard thing to do when you're getting started because it's like we talked about last week, sort of like finding your voice, like you don't really know what you're about um, in terms of like that story and instead tend to focus on the what. <clears throat> I'm going to create this boot camp because it, you know, it's going to train people and get them fitter and help them lose weight and stuff like that. But there are, you know, hundreds, thousands of, of boot camps out there. There might even be dozens that someone has a choice a reason to choose from. So, why are they signing up to, you know, to use your product or service when there are so many other choices out there? Um, and, it, yeah, it really is the story. It's like Simon Sinek says in his TED Talk and his book Start With Why. It's like people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. He says it about 10 times in his TED Talk, like over yeah. and over again. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And it's so true. Like think about especially the local smaller companies which we're assuming like we, you know, we're still on like the smaller business side of things we're not a huge multinational conglomerate 
people really do buy, you know, we do buy from those local companies that and those smaller businesses where it's their why, it's their story, it's the the reason behind why they're in business that gets us excited even more so than the actual what they create or what they sell. Yeah, well, I think, it, it, again, that comes back to sort of relating to them. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you can relate to, you know, yeah. where they are. Like, and, you know, you might be similar or um, you're living in the same area. Or I think yeah. people can relate to something to you uh, or relate to something about your product or the message you're trying to do or the passion you have. A lot of time that comes from, you know, common ground. And I feel that's that's where you get it through a story. And um, I know people, I, I read all these books on storytelling and everything, Kyle, and um, I never got it right until I went to a PR company and I said, I need help with my branding and I need help with my story. Um, and when you get professionals to do it and um, someone else telling your story, it's so much more powerful. And so yeah. for me, everything changed when I, I let other people in. And I think that's a really good point. You know, like I don't, I never tried to do my SEO Google rankings or um, I would get someone else to do that. Um, even though I know myself quite well and what I'm trying to do, that's always sometimes harder to step away and see it from someone else's point of view. Mm. Uh, so my story really improved and I suppose the messaging and directing of where I wanted my attention to go when I outsourced or when I, I did this two-day like workshopping with this PR company and it's amazing yeah, okay. what happened because of that. And and yeah. yes, it's like in everything, it's an expense. Do you know what I mean? Like I invested yeah. in myself and yeah. I'm so glad I did because I could, it, they gave me all these new possibilities and angles to go off with and messaging and branding that I hadn't even thought of because I, I was so driven with what I was doing. So sometimes your story needs to be told by somebody else and that's what I found. Yeah, like having it reflected back to you. There is definitely like having someone who can ask you good questions to really, yeah, because sometimes because we live our story, we don't, yeah, we don't see it from an outsider's perspective and having someone even just ask good questions and reflect some of that back to you. Why is it that you do that thing that way? Why is it? And then that helps, yeah, doing it. You're right, doing it by yourself, thinking about for myself when I've had breakthroughs with my story, it's like, always been in conversation with with like coaches or like you know mentors or you know people like that who have had experience with this kind of thing and uh really digging into i think there's definitely a surface layer you can dig into but um exploring doing activities that explore yeah the really the why behind why you do what you do will make a big difference to well, well, sorry, not make a big difference. It'll really help with with unlocking that story. Yeah, and I, I found why it unlocked it so much was because the questions I asked me, I'd never even thought of the answers. So you end up yeah. sort of figuring it out. And I talk about this all the time. I did a web a webinar today with L'Oreal, all the hairdressers in Victoria because still on lockdown. And I big thing I spoke about was quality conversation doesn't come from two people to get along. Quality conversation comes from good questions. And I yeah. found my story was where it was and it wasn't going any different until people that didn't know me that well. Well, they didn't know me because I went there. They know me now, but 
the questions they'll ask you, I'm like, oh, I never really thought of it like that. And they were actually yeah. generic questions because they wanted to understand themselves. So um, yeah. I think with you telling a story that you can do it yourself and get people to reframe that know you and things like that. But um, like you said, Kyle, mentors, coaches, uh, people out there that don't know you as well, they will ask better questions and they will get more out of you, I feel, that will unlock this story that can relate to everybody. Um, and that was, I think that was really powerful for me. Yeah, you're right. And so now I'm like trying to think uh, for for people out there who are like, well, maybe that, that opportunity, you know, of hiring a PR firm or something like that is not available to me right now. So now I'm thinking about what is available to them that there's, they can at books. least start on this journey. There's books out there and uh, I know oh, it's like the story branding or, or something like that. And part of the book is they've got a website that, and this is generic again, but I think they will just ask different questions about you and your business and your brand and what you're trying to achieve. And then they create, like it generates a story for you. Um, uh, so I know there's I know there's a lot of things like that. So it kind that, of gives you a bit of a tool. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and it'll never be what it is, but it might start you off on that path. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. exploring and it might give you different words to describe what you do and yeah. you your attributes and outcomes and yeah. goals and passion. I, I don't know. Um, I just think, yeah, it's always good to try different things. And if that's a website, um, I know that's a lot cheaper and I wouldn't have been in a position to do, uh, you know, work with a PR company for two days when I was starting out. But I think one of the things to grow and to get to that next level is you really have to invest in yourself and get your brand noticed. You can only do so much without getting help, I feel, Um and yeah, and I, I've always felt some of the best things that I've been able to achieve is when I employ other people to help me with that. And uh, that's why we started with Story Today, Kyle, because it is, I think it's crucial. That's yeah. the number one thing to getting your brand noticed, I feel. And it is that, it is that you start somewhere and it is like we talk about with other things, it's iterative in, in that, you know, you start trying to express your story and the first time it's maybe you don't do it that well or it's missing some things still and then you get better and better and better um and it's it is that thing as well as like the more you tell it the more you try to tell your story um the better it gets to and understanding yourself is key so as you were saying that i was like okay actually some good resources i can point people at is um especially if you're a small business where it is quite personal uh doing like your your myers-briggs type might help you reveal some of your motivations and then also point out where other people are different from you as well. So how you can write your story in a way that resonates with them. Uh, I just recently did my Enneagram, which I'm a number four. That doesn't mean anything to you, Dale, but that was pretty, (laughs) that was pretty spot on. I was pretty impressed with that one. Yeah. And, uh, and then another one is like your spiker type, which is that one's actually good because it is related to uh, work. So it is related to how you show up in work. So that one's called Spark Type. So I'll, yeah, I'll include links to those in the show notes. But yeah, in terms of like if telling your story, if uh, yeah, a crucial part of that is knowing yourself and your own personal motivations. And that can be a good place for self-discovery to start self-discovery, one of those tests. Mm, and I know oh, this was this was years ago now, but we did. You actually read the Myers Briggs questions to me, so do you remember doing oh, that one episode, don't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe actually, maybe yeah. link that in. Um, I thought yeah. that was a really cool way. I, I always, well, it's like a lot of people now. I I like 
books being read to me. So I use Audible. And I think yeah. I enjoyed that, not the Myers-Briggs test, but I enjoyed doing it more because I instead of reading, I was just listening and thinking. Um, yeah. So you can, people can go back and listen to that. I wouldn't know what episode it was, but I'm sure we can link it to the show notes, <laughs> mate. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And you'll see also in that how different Kyle and myself are, but so similar <laughs> in so many ways. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's important as well with getting your brand noticed is who are the people, like you said, who are the people you're wanting to notice, get noticed by? Yeah. Um, so you yeah. need to know sort of who they are and what they like too. Yeah, well, uh, I just did this test with uh, with the fellowship group and they're all feelers and pretty much all introverts. It's like so... So, like, that was really interesting. I obviously, through the way I just communicate and stuff like that, have attracted people who are more, um, you know, make decisions more through, like, emotional, like, more emotional in their decision-making than, like, rational, which would be the other side. That would be the thinkers. And and that they're introverted people as well, that they're not, like, the loud, the other people who feel um, a bit quieter, more reflection based so yeah so i thought that was cool because that's i uh, i enjoy working with people like that so i was like oh well Pretty, obviously that's, obviously yeah, i got my story yeah, my marketing yeah. everything was was bang on that it attracted the right kind of people that i think that just sums that up exactly there do you know what i mean that you yeah. create a tribe of people that you like working with and they like you and a lot of the time it's very similar like yeah and that's evident right there isn't it yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> And, that, and that's taken a lot of time because, like, oh, of course, that's, and that, that's why I recommended like the self-discovery stuff. Just like I'm sure the PR company would have been like, you would have learned a lot about yourself too, probably through those questions. Yep. That really understanding that it helps you realize that maybe there's like a group of people that you don't need to serve, or yeah, you know, just um, yeah, that comes it comes through time. But definitely understanding yourself better can help you with your story. If you are very disconnected to yourself, then you're going to have a really hard time being more than just another another company, another business. Like it's going to, you're going to really struggle to connect because like you said, people, that resonation connecting, you want to lead a tribe. You need to add that personal element um, to be able to lead the, to be able to resonate with your tribe and for people to follow you. 100%. Hundred percent, so true. So I think that's that's number one. Start with that's that. That's good. For and, number one. Yep. And then number two, Kyle. Um, yes. This is something I, I suppose. The longer you go on, you become a little bit more judgy of this. But having a strong website presence. Yeah. Now that's not just having a strong one social media platform. You, my my thing is, and and what I really believe in is that you have social media platforms which are great, and you use those to post to then get people to come back to your website. And the reason you do that is because on that website, you've got everything. You've got your story that we just spoke about. Uh, you've got, you might have a blog, you might, whatever you do, whatever you're selling, whatever you've got on there, you want people going to that website. So if that website isn't powerful, if it's cheap, and I know some people like starting out, that's fine if you've got to have like a, uh, a I don't even, are they Winx or Squarespace or whatever? Uh, but Wix. Wix. Wix have a free plan, yeah. Yeah, and- you can. You can tell. You can tell. W, yeah. You can yeah. tell when somebody and it's a bit clunky and things like that. And and if people are listening to that, nothing against that. When I started out, my websites were disgusting. They were now now, but back at the time, I was very proud of them. And I think that's a sign that you grow. And as you grow, everything grows with you. Your story, your website, and everything like that. So um, 
my thing is uh, you've got to have a powerful, clean website that's impressive because think about every other business doing whatever you're doing. They've got a website. They've got something. So if your website's yeah. slow, if it doesn't load, if it's a bit jittery, um, and I know we spoke about this on call, if you're using stock images from Upsplash, yuck. Like Unsplash, yeah, because everyone like, uses the everyone, everyone uses the images of Unsplash, and don't like use you them. said, it's all fed into Canvas, so everyone's using it. Yeah, like that—that's just a no-no. Um, and I suppose the other one for me as well is something I pick up on, particularly if people are, I don't know, trying to work with me or sell me something or do something. If their email um, finishes with at live or at hotmail or at gmail instead of their domain. Um, because straight away, if I'm working with someone or communicating, I'll just click straight on their email address and that takes me to their website. So that's another mm. way to check it out as well. And I know yeah, when I you're do starting that a lot out, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's how I, if someone reaches out to me, the first thing I'll do, we'll look at their email. And if it's Gmail saying straight away, I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? I, I'd yeah. screw my nose up at it now because I, I think that's something that you, you should have a strong presence in. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's it's pretty cheap now. Like with Google, like G Suite, you can get set up with an email account for five bucks a month or whatever. Five bucks. Yep. <clears throat> um, and yes, and then you can have your professional business brand across all of your YouTube and every all these other platforms that you use. So yeah, it is it is not very expensive, and it is it is pretty much worth it. But yeah, talking more about oh yeah, because like you said, I did that too. Like. If someone's, if they're not at Gmail or at Live, if it's at their website, it gives me a chance to go check out their website and then, you know, so it's another way people can can come back to you. Yeah. But yeah, website stuff's tricky because obviously it's a new skill and um, if the idea of doing a website just like you can't think of anything worse, then you should definitely outsource it. You should definitely oh, get someone 100%. else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, platforms like Squarespace will let you build a pretty good looking website like for, you know, not too much money and uh, like drag drop it. WordPress are also, this is a little tech news, uh, moving towards a drag and drop interface too. So you All can right. currently do that for your posts and stuff, but now that they're moving towards it, you'll be able to drag and drop into all different areas of your website. So, um, you know, and WordPress is free. You just need to pay for hosting. So so we're going to see, you know, making good websites become more affordable. That's that's great. That's really good yeah. because, as you said, websites scare the absolute bejeebas out of me and I've got no <laughs> idea about it and I, everything I outsource. And uh, when you have multiple different websites, oh, they get hacked, they don't get updated or so much happens. I've got no idea. Um, yeah. So if other people are out there, like, don't try and build one yourself. Get someone else to do it. Yeah. Well, they've come a long way. Like, you know, for instance, that's the advantage of paying something like Squarespace because they're going to manage all of that for you. Like, they're going to make sure your site doesn't get hacked. They're going to, you know, that's all the stuff. That's the peace of mind that you're paying for and using a platform like that. And the other piece of advice I would have was, is you mentioned it before, like a clean website. So, I would say, yes, less is more with a mm. website. Don't try and have every single widget on there. Um, a really good rule of thumb is for each page of your website, you want to ask yourself, what do I want the person to do after they've read this page? And you want to be really clear about that. Uh, I see a lot of, if, you know, especially because we're from the fitness industry, like people will go, they'll go and pay lots of money for this website. 
And the home page will just have so much stuff on there, so much useless information. Again, nothing to do with the story, all to do with the what, like what services they offer. What do the, the person visiting your website doesn't care about any of that. Okay. They just want to know how you, you're going to help them. And you need to tell them very clearly through story, if you can, how you're going to help them. So, yeah, less is more. Make it very clear on each page of your website what I want them to do next. Do I want them to sign up now? Or do I want them to go look at the timetable now? You know, what is it? Um, yeah, make it very clear, very clear. Yeah. Less is and more. I, and I think, uh, again, I struggled with this uh, for years and I, I I didn't understand it. I didn't ha- understand how to get that flow, that rhythm, whereas you're very good at this, Kyle, and I think that comes back to your writing and your understanding of websites, whereas I would mm. just slap a heap of words on there and it'd look absolute rubbish. So I actually reached out to like a like a fitness like coach, I suppose, for this stuff for my fitness game zone okay, cool. landing like fitnessgamezone.com uh, yep. landing page. Um, and I again, it cost a lot, but the product is amazing. And what yeah. they did is I, I had to interview people about different things they needed. So then they would get the language and they would write it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it really comes down to the the level you want to go to. If you if you want to start out, and and that was my fourth goal with a landing page, and I, I think that's the game progression as I went along. But you can check that out. The detail of it. Um, there's a lot on there, but it sort of tells a story in a sequence of my story, my journey, how it's going to help you, what you're going to get, mm-hmm. and it does it in a way that it's not selling. And I think um, if you struggle with that, then like I do, then that's something you might want to reach out to. But, Cole, you're very good at that, and that's something that becomes natural. So then do that yourself. And, again, it's really playing to your strengths, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think it's so much – it comes natural. Like that's one of those misconceptions probably like people are like, oh, that person's just a good runner or something like that and they don't see the you time the and effort in, that goes yeah, into yeah. it. But, yeah, I, I, copywriting was one of the first sort of skills I learned in business because it became, which is the art of writing marketing material because it became pretty clear like, you know, even running my boot camps that if I can't sell people on this, um, then, you know, it's not worth doing. And so I feel like it is a really good skill, but it also helps that I'm like, I am empathy comes easy to me. Like I find it easy. And I, this is a recent realization that I thought everyone could, I thought everyone found empathy, not easy, but, but accessible. Like I, I knew like being empathizing with someone else at times can be, you know, really challenging because you have to put yourself in their shoes. And I just thought, Oh, you're just not being empathetic because you can't, because you're lazy or whatever, you know, like, but then it's like, it's recently I've become aware that for some people it's just not there or it's so painful, uncomfortable, whatever that, that, um, empathizing with other people is, is, is a real struggle. So I guess that is one thing, I guess I'd say if, if you are good at empathizing with people, that is like understanding not just understanding what someone else is feeling, but being able to relate that back to your own feelings and an experience. We've talked about empathy before with marketing, how important it is. Um, then learning copywriting could be a really good skill for you because you're, you're probably going to be pretty good at it and you might already be like doing all right at it. Uh, but yeah, definitely learning how to like write, write captivating headlines. Coming back to that question, what's in it for me? <laughs> so anytime, you know, you write anything, you put yourself in the shoes of the person reading it and ask yourself, what's in it for me? 
too often we write marketing material or websites or, you know, social media things and we're just thinking about what's in it for us as the business owner. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm oh, fucking so uh, drop f bomb there. We could talk about this a lot, and we have actually. So we're going to link to like the marketing without marketing episode, and I'll link to a couple other ones we've done on marketing where we really dive into this. But yeah, that's the main thing: a good website, no stock photos. That would be an area to. That's an area I can't take good photos and be in them, so I definitely need to outsource that. Um, so yeah, definitely outsource someone to come and take good photos of you doing what you do. Because that's, that's what that people expensive. want to see. It's not it's that not. expensive. You know, it might be three, $400, but then you've got, think about the multi-purpose Which of those Which seems images. like a lot, but you'll get, yeah, you'll be able to use oh. that on your social media, on your websites. You'll use Everything. those photos so much, you'll get your monies back. Yeah. And, and and I agree that people see that and they're like, oh, well, that looks professional. And it's not just mm-hmm. those standard, you know, fitness images on UpSmash or whatever, you know. So, uh, like, and you see them photo the- of the blonde girl in the red crop top. The amount of websites I've seen her on, it's just she's like, it's like advertising some brand. <laughs> yeah, she's like famous. I feel sorry. Like she probably didn't get paid for that shoot. No. Someone's like put photo. Yeah, but yeah, the amount of fitness websites she's on. And as soon as I see that, it just depersonalizes the site. It makes it hard for me to connect with the site mm. and the business because it's like, yeah. well, who actually are you behind this? Correct. You're not that. Well, might one of them might have been that actual. Yeah, girl. one of them might be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's great. So, and I think that's really important. Get that in. And also, I feel video is powerful as well. And mm. um, again, it was something that was hard for me, but I've invested a lot in really good videographers um, to help yeah. tell my story. And yeah, yeah, and and I've had them tell my story and. And that's been another way to articulate it because, remember, not everyone comes to your website and wants to read it. Um, yeah. Some would like to look at an image. Some want, might want to watch a video. Um, yeah. And it's not a video of me talking for 10 minutes about fitness games or sugar life or energetic education or any of my brands because no one wants to watch that. They want something engaging that's really visual and they've probably already got one minute. If it's good, you've got a minute. If you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's the same as your writing. Yeah, so, for promotional videos, they need yeah. to be short. Yeah, absolutely. They need to fit in Instagram. And that's where that's a professional is really helpful because they'll they'll cut they'll find that one minute. Uh, unless yeah, again, that's a skill you want to learn, like video video stuff. Yeah, and and th- these are all skills. If you've got some of these, awesome. But I guarantee yeah. you don't have them all. Like no, everything we've spoken about today, you do not have all of them. And yeah. that's the thing. If you're trying, and I know when you're starting out, I was exactly the same. I tried to do them all myself, and you, you've got to do that to get started. But then once you see that money coming in, you've got to as much as you can. You've got to invest back in on the things that aren't as natural or your natural skills um, to make them elite to stand out. Yeah. So you're not the girl in the red crop top. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to that girl, whoever you are. <laughs> Red top. <laughs> um, and number three, Kyle. Now, yes. um, I don't know. I don't know the name we had for this, but uh, we do this differently. Uh, live content. It, live content. Uh, do you want to? Yeah. You you love live streaming, so uh, that's your bread and butter. What? Why do you love live streaming? Uh the probably like the preparation and things involved like i mean we've both done video before and so we know like if you're recording a video that you're going to put on your website or you're going to put in a members area or something like that you know that you might need to write a bit of a script 
you need to do you know all this stuff you you want it to look high quality so you, you need to make sure the lighting's right you know you need to make sure the camera's position you probably want like a nice high-end dslr or something like that um or if not if you're using your phone then yeah you really need to make sure the lighting's on point um, wireless mic wireless mic opens. yeah lots Crucial. of all the sound. sound whereas i feel like for live streaming people have lower expectations okay and so because of that you can just focus on the content so yeah. you can i feel like you can get away with like a lower quality production because it's live people are expecting you know it to be more about yeah the content and you interacting with them so that's the other cool thing as well like you can keep checking that you're on track by you know gauging with with the group so uh, we talked about this beforehand i use it mostly for upskilling and training people within my membership site uh, i don't use it for i will do like interviews and things like that but then the great thing is we can turn it over and say hey now you can now my community who are paying money to be there now they can ask questions of this person as well and that's a really cool unique opportunity that they wouldn't get um, and by doing it live it only takes the time that it takes to do it and then it's done. So that that's it really for me. It's like it's a time thing. Um, like it's a bit more efficient, I find. Um, and, yeah, it's what works for me. It's not – look, I love high-quality video. I love I love watching when someone puts together a great video and I'm always like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I just don't – I don't have the time for it a lot of the time. And then, and then with that as well, then you probably wouldn't do it. Like you'd procrastinate. Yeah, I know exactly. we spoke about yeah. so, we speak yeah. about this all the time that you want to do it, yeah. and you and you you'll keep putting off finding excuses because there's too much involved. Yeah, yeah, especially now with like a family, and you you'll you'll I keep telling you you'll know this. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, well, I've only got this hour, so you know, and I can't leave everything set up <laughs> because it's going to get torn down because we're working from home. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I think um, doing live video, you still want to think about what, you, what you're going to say beforehand. You don't just want to get on there and just talk gibberish because that will be boring. You still want to have an intention, still want to have purpose. But uh, it can be just like a great way to engage with your community, gauge where they're, where they're at. Um, and, again, it, that's part of that, like we talked about, like a brand. You want, it, you want people to be able to connect and resonate with your brand, not just see it as this like corporation. So, again, live video is a great way to do that because suddenly they can interact with you and um, talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Now, I do a little bit different. I, I'm a huge fan of running webinars. And mm. um, for me, that's been – I always used to do them, but in 2020 when um, obviously everything shut down due to COVID, that's completely changed my business. And I find webinars are great because uh, you can repurpose the recording. And I think this is – Crucial, you know, that that recording then can go to a membership site or um, that can be used as promo, you can cut it up or there's all different things you can use with it. But what I love about a webinar is that it's very similar to what I, that suits my style, I suppose, Kyle, is presenting and uh, running live workshops. It feels essentially like doing that because I create slides um, and I structure it similar to how I'd structure a live workshop. And and that way you can, and it depends what you want to do, but you can build, I've found that my audience has tripled in this year just from doing so many webinars. It's a great way to promote anything. It's also a great way to sell things if you want to. Um, but most importantly, it's a way that people can 
build that connection with me. They see my energy, which I I pride myself on my, my business called energetic education. So if I rocked up and I was sitting there monotone like this, people would be like, what is this guy doing? That's a shocking name for him. But they can see my energy and I build engagement that way. Um, and also it gives, I always like slides. I don't have a lot of writing on them, but on the webinar, they'll keep popping up. So that's my way, of, that's my script, I suppose, that I know yeah. what I need to say for each slide. Yeah. So yep. instead of, and I love doing like what we're doing now, you can watch the video of this. I really enjoy doing it this way as well, but yep. I suppose different for different measures that I'm trying to educate and upskill and or sell something in a, in a non-selling way and I can do that through a webinar whereas here we're having a conversation and we're just talking about what's on our mind because the podcast it's video it's both but it's not as scripted so that's where I think like the live video is great but for me majority of the time you can repurpose it I can I can do the same webinar for different companies for schools for for anyone um so there's a bit of work involved getting it set up, but then you can repurpose it in so many different ways. So, uh, yeah, li- live whatever because, um, you, again, you're building that connection. People have probably read your story. They've probably registered through your website and then they feel like they know you because they're watching mm. and listening all the time. That's yep. how you get noticed. That's how you're always at the forefront of their mind because they're seeing and hearing you all the time. So that's what I love about live streaming or webinars or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, we talked about live online stuff uh, and I'll just say like with the webinar that creates this cool balance of like what I said, like there's not, there's a bit more preparation because you need, but you, but then you're also getting that interaction. So it's kind of like time. the next step. Yep. So maybe you would start with like live streaming and then you would go to something like webinars um, as like a next, when you're ready to up your game. Um, but I also want to talk about like the other live thing, which is, like live as in like in-person stuff as well. Yes. Like that's so important for your brand too. Like if if you want to be the kind of company that like really changes people or if you, especially when you're starting out trying to build up that tribe, that following, there's no better way than, than face-to-face connection. Someone going through a day's workshop with you, like that's that's an experience now that they associate with you. If they have a good time, they're always going to think back, oh, I went to such and such's workshop and I had this amazing time. I went to such and such's, they might be like, I went to such and such's workshop. I met this other person who I'm now friends with, but they'll always, even though it's like the friendship they made, that was the thing. It was like nothing that you actually did other than put the event on. They're still associated with you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like, definitely as as we come out of lockdowns and we can have, um, small live events i'd be like yes go for it like another great if you if you struggle with online stuff then you should you still need to do some sort of live thing Uh, so so do live workshops and things oh definitely i'll I'll speak second like firsthand of that then i've struggled online and i've built businesses around live events um i'm only speaking so highly of webinars because covid's made me become a pro at it because you can't do the (laughs) face-to-face so um i i get that all the time Kyle, and i know people still email us for the the workshops we did in melbourne and and new zealand because they remember that there's nothing like face-to-face not only that the connections you build the energy you can bring you learn off other people 
face to face is the best. But then again, it takes up a lot of time, a lot of energy. You know, you've got your traveling, mm. it's more costs. So um, there's pros and cons that I've figured out by not being able to do it due to old coronavirus. Um, but you can never replace it. I absolutely love it. I know the ones we did together, mate, we yeah. had an absolute ball. Yeah. And you don't have to do it by yourself. You might team up with someone else. Yeah. 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 And that's a great excuse to have a live event actually because you're like, you're like, hey, we're going to bring in this other person who's got this expertise and I'm going to bring my expertise and they can bring their people as well. And, yeah, it's a great opportunity, great excuse to host like a live workshop or something like that when you bring two people together who it's a new experience and as well you've got two different people that can draw a crowd and i know when you're starting out that's i teamed up with so many different people just because i didn't have the name i didn't have the numbers and so it's not using each other but it's like okay i'm learning while that other person presents but also i'm building my tribe each time we do one because they're bringing a different audience that I have and, and vice versa. Um, and I, I still do some today, but majority I do it by myself. But that's because I've done so many now that I can get draw a crowd myself. But at the start, you may struggle to do that. So that's where, yeah. you know, it's not using, it's actually helping each other. Um, and you're learning as well. Like there's no better time to learn, I feel, from hosting someone doing a webinar because you've got to be engaged in your learning, you're listening, and exactly the same with a face-to-face session that, you're there. You're with them. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think that's a great point that uh, that could be a challenge for people as 2020 ends and life sort of returns a bit normal, mate. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, in another place that has returned to normal. So, uh, and we're seeing seeing great things happen, even in other parts of the country. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> all over the country besides us <laughs> by the way we are in melbourne um alrighty, right here right now great man what's going on i was thinking about this at the start and i've forgotten so can you go first and i'll well, remember <laughs> that's amazing because i thought about it too and i'm like oh really sort of battling at the moment. I've, it just feels like days and weeks sort of blend into one. Um, mm. I've been yeah, trying to, as I said last week, doing a lot of online sessions, which are great, but I'm getting a bit sick of them. Uh, and in between that, I've been trying to write a book. So I think I'm 25,000 words down, um, which is which is good. I've been enjoying it. And that's, great I think start. it's sometimes, yeah, yeah, it has been. Um, and I've been really enjoying like reflecting on certain things that sometimes you don't think about. So uh, for me, that's been about it, trying to juggle a lot of different things at the moment and also try and uh, not burn out and screen fatigue, Zoom doom, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, still taking time for myself. So hmm, that's me, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going back to um, adventures. I realised like early on in the pandemic, I, I think because I was just used to going out so much that – that I I had a lot of time where I was when we talked about the podcast like walking and things like that, and then I sort of stopped. Got used to being more of a homebody, like stopped doing so much stuff. So um, yeah, that's back. So like going for going for these like two hour sort of long adventures with my daughter in the afternoons, and um, yeah, that's been that's been important and I don't always feel like it and it's gray today and it's been to start raining later and it's like (laughs) it's like we'll go we'll just you know get the raincoats on and stuff and 
uh, I think it, you're right. It is really important um, just for that mental health aspect still as I think we're becoming more, you know, even introvert like me needs to, well, like, you know, because it's like I'm still a human being and I still need to like, you know, get out and be in nature and I don't necessarily want to be around crowds of people. But uh, well, you're right with COVID, mate. That's not happening. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty quiet. <laughs> and and you do live in Phillip Island, so there is a lot of open space. There is. There is. We're very lucky um, in that aspect. Yeah, I think I think I'm happy for that to be my my right here right now for this week. Good. I like it. I like nice way to finish up. So, guys, just to recap, three keys to getting your brand noticed. Build your story, get a strong presence online through a website, and then, uh, well, at the moment it might be live streaming, but uh, you can never beat that face-to-face. And if you can't do that, then live streaming is the second best thing I feel. So, um, Kyle, as always, thanks for today, great man. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And uh, I'll see everyone or, yeah, I'll see you and hear you later. Peace. (laughs)